0: Guys, it's brand within my head channel and i'm back with another the panel has spoken video and i've got special guest ed spangenberg from click t shop representing click t shops you've seen my shirts that me and rick rick wears they come from this guy right here and so ed is going to be our guest today for the panel has spoken for ace freely and uh ed also has a uh exciting thing that's going on with click t shop so ed why don't you just take it away and let the viewers know what you got going on over there.
1: Great. Thanks, Brent. Uh, this this is a, a really great, exciting package that uh, I'm giving away uh, to my followers of Click T-Shop and the customers of uh, Click T-Shop. Uh, what it, the package is is a v- KISS VIP package, and that package includes two concert tickets your photo opportunity with Kiss. You get to use your backstage pass with the VIP bar. You get hors d'oeuvres, a dessert bar. There's uh, appearances by uh, the Kiss road crew. You get to meet those people who make all the magic happen. Uh, autograph tw- uh, end of the road eight by ten. There's a hundred dollar merchandise voucher to use be used online. Uh, you get them meet-and-greet uh, laminate, uh, access to the uh, free uh, merchandise shopping that's there, and they'll have your on-site VIP host, which will take you around, talk to you, explain to you everything that's going on there. So it's a really great package, and uh, I'm giving it away because I really am, you know, proud of all my customers and fans that follow me, so I wanted to give something special back to them and this is much different, too, from what KISS is actually doing. KISS is giving away, you know, just tickets to the shows, but I'm giving you the full package. So to enter the contest, all you have to do is go to com. You'll see the link right on the homepage uh, to the VIP contest. Click on that. You fill in your information, and you're automatically entered into the contest. It's that easy. So, again, thanks to all my customers who made this possible
2: all right
0: so guys there you have it and that is an awesome opportunity for somebody ed and i really appreciate you uh coming on being a guest today and also taking the opportunity to let us help partner with you and promote that um and ed's not paying me anything to do this it's just (laughs) i love his i love his merch and i believe in what he does and i know that rick does as well rick will be here in just a minute and uh so we just wanted to be able to partner with him in this opportunity for possibly one of you guys out there. And I would love not only I mean I know it'll be a uh a click T shop fan or or customer, but I would love for it to be an in my head viewer that wins too. That would be awesome. Uh so that would be awesome. Yeah. But anyway, so guys, go check that out, go to that website and get entered. When's the deadline?
1: The deadline is um uh, the t- the ninth, so the tenth I'll be February tenth I'll make the announcement for the winner, and then then the winner too has their choice. I mean, if you lived in you know South Carolina or Kentucky or whatever, there's different you know uh, shows that you can use the tickets for not just one location so there's actually 15 different locations throughout the United States so you can go to the whatever one is closest to you and use that the VIP package that I'm giving away awesome
0: awesome so this video will be hitting on Monday it's uh, somebody one of the viewers said it's the panel has spoken Mondays so this will be hitting on Monday so if you're watching this video right now and it is before February the 9th get over there and get that entry in so you can win so i've got rick here we added rick in after hearing about that awesome contest uh that ed has and so we're going to go ahead and get started on the panel countdown for ace fraley so i got my partner in crime uh mr rick and got our special guest ed and you guys uh we had 74 on the panel for ACE, the biggest panel yet. Beat Paul's panel by four people. Uh, And so there's 71 of you and three of us. So um, we're gonna go ahead and tell those panel members really quick because we always like to have you guys involved. And I wanna say also that not able to say too much about what you guys said, uh, calling you out individually but I will, I do have some of those thoughts and comments in my head. And I will mention them as we go through the songs and as we go through the album. But of course you have me and your co- and my co-host Rick and Ed from Click T Shop uh, as hosts today. From Facebook, we have Scott Trussell, Matt Ucci, Scotty Skye. From Instagram, AJ Zetro, Dylan Tucker, Tony P1, Gregory Pegg, Kiss Posters, and Rocker L O 270 from Twitter, Bree Life Eternal, Jack Skellington, Tony Rod, Dave Cranston, Eric Mosio, Darren Helliwell, Andy Where's Drago, Sully, that's a new member, Richie Rich, Tom Dust, Paul Teplius, Kimchi Chris, remember to check out his channel. Bill Sharp, Jin Shimochu, Michael Motley Boy seventy seven, also new, and Aladio. From YouTube, John Be Good, Emily Graziano, George Doley, kiss carolina hard rock metalhead les wadley chad casey michael d jeremy kimona steve revis this is his first panel entry jay reed that toy bonnie guy john o aiden pro dalton is also new lee gerstman super kiss 1200 john howard trevor bullock joel peg justin churchy mark stewart dark light brady McCatherine, joe nail which is also new 3SV 1333, Jay Reiner, Greek Freak, Keith Nido Perpetual Art, Nina Cave, Michael Smith, The Michael Smith, Guitar Man, Brian Stacy Penn's Fan 77, Indie Cult Fan 777, John Steele, John 6666 Steel, Sublime 130, Orville Dunworth, Paul Bertolino, Jay Lee, Kiss Crazy 80, Travis Mulgard, Tom S., Two Gay Dads, Young and Wasted, And getting in by the skin of his teeth, Rick R. Um, So talking about getting in by the skin of his teeth, Rick R. The way this panel runs, guys, the voting, I usually release, whenever I release the video, the results video usually comes out on a Monday. Sometimes a little later, if I get held up doing something, but typically Mondays. The post for the next album that we will be doing also gets posted that day on Monday. And it runs all the way through midnight on Friday. You have until midnight on Friday to get in all your results. I had a couple people. They wasn't sure when the voting closed. And after I closed it on Saturday, they said, oh, man, I didn't get in. So I'm like, okay, get in. And then even this morning, as of 11 o'clock, my time, I had Rick R. say, man, can I get in? I'm like, dude, I'll get you in. It was just one person. Because I want everybody to be in. But it gets really hard because i got to do all these numbers. On all this, because this is the scoring, guys. So I have to do all these, all this scoring, and uh, it, it really puts me in a bind to uh, get it done and get it done in time, especially as the panel gets bigger and bigger and bigger. We started with like 30, Rick, and now we've more than doubled that. And honestly, mm-hmm. in the 80s, I think we may hit, who knows what's going to happen in some of these 80s albums because they're very controversial to some fans. So having said that, we had 74 people on this panel, I just want to mention a couple things about Ace's album before we start and then go around with the other hosts here. Um, The one thing that I always was impressed by with Ace's album, Ace's album was the second album I listened to when I got this when I was eight years old. And I got all four albums at the same time. I got it in the little carrying bag, which I unfortunately do not have anymore. And uh, Ace's was the second I listened to. And I remember thinking... That Wow, this don't sound like kiss, but it sounds really good. It sounds better and um what i've what and I always liked this album from the very beginning my My favorite songs on this album pretty much has not changed they've stayed pretty solidified from eight all the way to fifty, and i 'm fifty now. Um, what always impressed me about this album as I got older is the fact that only seven people contributed performances to this album, seven, as opposed to... Now, Paul didn't have a whole lot, but as opposed to what Peter and Gene had. But there was only seven people on this album. You had Ace, Anton Fig, and Will Lee. uh, And Will Will Lee only played bass on Ozone, In Need of Love, and Wiped Out. Ace played bass on the rest of the songs. So Mm -hmm. he played... There are several songs on here that music-wise is just Ace and Anton which is impressive as crap to me. Um, Carl Tolarico played drums on Fractured Mirror, and he had three background singers, David Lastly, Susan Collins, and Larry Kelly, that sang background. But other than that, musician-wise, it was like four dudes. <laughs> and, and Eddie Kramer, Ace, Ace and Eddie Kramer produced. Um, so just an amazing album considering that even his own band members didn't have faith in him that he could make this album. Gene and Paul both—we've all heard the story. Gene and Paul both came into him and said, "Hey Ace, if you need help, we're willing to help." So this album came from a guy that had wrote songs for Kiss since the very beginning. Wrote some of their, some of I think their classics: "Cold Gin," "Parasite," uh, you know, uh, what do you, what do you write for uh, "Strange Ways"? Some songs I like better than others, but. This guy actually only had vocal performances on two songs, Shock Me and Rocket Ride, and then he had this album. And this album is, to me, it's not perfect. Uh, It's got its blemishes, and it's got its issues that we'll talk about as we go along. But in my opinion, it's a masterpiece. It's in my top ten favorite Kiss albums. So, Mr. Ed, we'll start with you first. What's your thoughts on the Ace Frehley album? Without giving away too much about your your picks and your list, but what's your thoughts on the album in general?
1: Sure, I'm I probably like the same thing as you. I, you know, I got the all four of the albums around the same time and uh, when they first came out. And I, as far as like each one of the albums, I was a big you know, and still are, am a uh, big Gene fan, and that was the album that I was like really excited about and i'm like oh my god this is going to be the demon off the, off the off the hook and of course it was completely the opposite <laughs> Yeah, you know? but uh i mean i, I trick us all <laughs> right i can appreciate that gene's album And i do and i i still listen to that too but aces is, is the standout hands down and then i think paul's is definitely second too because that's a rocking one as well and Pete's I won't even listen to. Sorry, everybody, but I don't, I don't like that at all. Um, but Ace's album, it definitely, I, I, i probably wore that record out. So also, when I was a kid too, I would put that record on and I would, you know, plug in the headphones, lay on the floor, and listen to it over and over and over again that record and. It is. It's to me. It is a masterpiece, and it is that in my top ten as well. I do love that album. I love Ace's work, and yeah, it's it's a classic. Uh, I don't think he's he's ever recaptured that magic, and through all all of his career to this point. Um, So it, it is, you know, the pinnacle of to me his entire career. That album right there.
0: Okay. okay, Rick, now that you're back with us, what do
2: you um, think? I, the first time I ever saw the Ace album was 1980, and a neighbor had older sisters, and one of the sisters was drawing this cover. And I remember loving what I... Just looking at that album cover, I re- remember loving it. And, you know, I discovered Kiss in the late 80s. So more evidence that if i had been a fan in 78 i totally would have been all about ace um hearing this album in the late 80s on cd it i loved it because to me it was an album full of shock me's you know we finally got to hear Ace sing on shock me and it was like refreshing and this album of all the solo albums i'm a huge gene guy but of all the solo albums this is refreshing and this is the one CD I would use to introduce Kiss to somebody who doesn't know Kiss. Even though it's a solo album, I think it's a great entry point. It's mm-hmm. catchy, it's rock, it's it's ballsy, and I mean, it's got some great hooks in it.
0: Yeah, um, a couple of my last last thoughts on it before we get into the uh, into the panel into the results is. I think Ace was experimenting just as much as Paul was, but they took two different avenues. Paul's album, I had a couple fans, a couple viewers, say, uh, "The music is great, but you know, and the, the, song, the riffs are good, the song structure is sometimes a little shaky. It's not as well constructed as Paul's are." Uh, the lyric, I had a lot of people complain about the lyrics that Ace definitely had difficulty with the lyrics, but Ace is not a lyricist. Uh, mm-hmm. He is not well. Not he's not going to write lyrics like Paul. You can't expect Ace to hold up to Paul's standards. Uh, Paul's standard is of lyrics is he's genius, but I don't want Paul lyrics over Ace riffs. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It wouldn't be right. So I take this album for what it is. Uh, people talk about how Ace isn't the best singer. He's not the best singer. Uh, there, I don't really think, you know, a lot of people say that Paul was the best singer in Kiss. I think the thing about that I liked about Kiss was I think they all had great voices and they all had something that was distinctively characteristic about every one of their voices. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even the way they wrote songs, sometimes you knew what a song, if it was a Gene song or a Paul song or an Ace song or a Peter song, Mm -hmm. before they even started singing. So even their music was stylized in a certain way. And that's
2: that's that beauty of the Beatles that they captured. They truly did. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: But Ace, for not being a great singer, he pushed himself vocally even on this because he only had background singers on three songs. So when you listen to a song like I'm in need of love and you hear it listen in the uh in the in the headphones where you hear Ace did a lot of stereo separation a little more than Paul or Gene or Peter mm-hmm. did. And so when you hear him, he's singing that low, I'm in need of love. And then you hear him really high in the back going going, I'm in need of love. Um he really Eddie pushed him to really push his voice and try different things. And this come from a guy that sang his first song laying on his back in the studio in a totally darkened room, in a totally darkened studio because he was that unconfident in his voice to go to this. And just the way they recorded this, the way they recorded this album, they recorded it in the man, at the mansion in Connecticut. Anton Figg's drums was set up on the the, the second rise of the grand staircase. And his mm-hmm. drums have a great sound. And not only just he beats the crap out of them, too. There's a couple songs I'm going to mention where he's just beating the crap out of the drums. But Ace, they did a lot of natural reverb. They would set... Sometimes his amps would be set in a fireplace or they'd be set in a huge room with rugs on the floor. They did a lot of natural things in, the stu- in this mansion. And they stayed there, too, while they were recording. So they could pretty much record whenever they wanted to and then just go kick it in one of the other rooms and relax so he ace kind of just engulfed himself in, in the recording process and he had a great team along with him and i think to be who ace was at this time i think it is an amazing record i think ace could have had ace had the potential to make the worst of the four solo albums even worse than peter cuz he wasn't proven vocally you know, and he wasn't proven musically in a lot of ways. I know people say what the hell, but he really wasn't because he didn't record all the guitars on all the Kiss albums coming up. But a lot of the lead, a lot of the rhythm work was left to Paul, and Ace would just come in and do the solos. So he did triple, quadruple duty on this album, recording the bass, laying down all these layers of guitars. Uh, like I said, him. And basically three other musicians, and it's just an amazing album. I'm going to quit gushing over it because I do <laughs> I do drink the blue Kool-Aid when it comes to this album. <laughs> I really do. So anyway, um, let's go ahead and get started. We're going to start. There's nine tracks on the album. So uh, we're going to go ahead and get started with track number nine. Uh, so we're going to start with predictions. So, Ed, what did you predict that the panel was going to – choose for track number nine
1: i would predict
0: uh wiped out wiped out okay rick what about you
2: i said the panel was going to pick what's on your mind
0: okay i predicted that the panel was gonna pick as track number nine what's on your mind too um and me and rick cheat a lot well we really don't but we seem like we do A lot of times our our lists really match a lot. Coming in at 268 points at track number nine is I'm in Need of Love, which really surprised me. Uh, It really surprised me. Uh, I'm in Need of Love is only three people, Ace, Anton, and Will Lee. I mean, that's the only people that played on it. Uh, No one picked this as their favorite. Nobody did. (laughs) And uh, I picked this as my third favorite song on the album. I love this song. This is one of those songs that if you listen to it, Anton, he beats the crap out of the snare drum on this song. And the solo breakdown where they go into the double time. Yeah, and Ace is doing yeah. yeah, that. Don't I'll love that. Part, don't drive. Yeah. Don't drive while oh, yeah. you're listening to that song. Don't drive. <laughs> I almost got pulled the other day. I was doing 80 <laughs> before I even realized it. That is such an amazing part of this not only this album but that song is just an amazing uh they do it again later on in another song uh but i love i'm in need of love i picked it as my third i hated to see it coming in at nine so what about you ed where'd you pick i'm in need of love for you
1: i'm in need of love is at number six for me okay i do love that solo though like you said that it's like a train going off the rails it's 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 exciting and yeah i i can't see why how that ended up at number 9
2: <laughs> yeah i was a little shocked it's at 9 also i picked it at number 7 so i'm right behind ed um uh-huh. to me the effects are so ace the effects in this song are just pure ace and uh you can't deny it, there's like a magic to the verses and the melody line that's just perfect and it's it's this kind of song that if I was 12, I would totally have a tennis racket and air guitar in my basement jamming this song.
0: Yep. I mean, just that very line opening. I mean, you hear that little coming uh-huh. in, like spacey sound. And just yep. that. I mean, it's just like. It's like, oh, my oh, God.
2: That, yeah, that <laughs> echo is totally. Yeah.
0: Yeah, go, listen to the drums on this song, man. Anton beats the crap out of his snare on this on this song. Okay, so um, I'm going to quit gushing over I'm Love. I hate that it's down at <laughs> number nine. I think what might have killed this song is the lyrics are a little thin on it. The lyrical content, because he repeats a lot of I want some love, I need some love. But I, I still love it anyway. I don't agree with you, panel, but <laughs> uh, Anyway. So that takes us to number eight. So Ed, what did you predict the panel would choose for number eight?
1: What's on your mind?
0: What's on your mind, okay?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. What about you, Mr. Rick.
2: This was hard. I chose New York Groove because I, I just thought that the majority of the world. Doesn't like this song as much as I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was hard
0: for me because I thought that I knew that there's fan favorites on here, and I. But then there's some that once I did my prediction, I started going through, and because I do my prediction before I start really looking at the list, I'd kind of do that my list and my prediction pretty much the day that I post the 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 uh, poll. So I'm not influenced in any way or shaken in any way. And uh, when getting down here in these bottom three, I was just like, it could be either of these songs. Um, But what I predicted that um, the panel was going to choose for number eight is Wiped Out. Um, And what the panel chose for number eight with 281 points, believe it or not, is Fractured Mirror what i know it and so this is ace this is basically two people this song is two people it's ace and carl tallarico on the drums ace does everything else everything else you hear is ace and this is probably the most experimental musically song of any of the solo albums you know you hear the story about the bell the way he made the bell sound he was using a double neck guitar and he turned the inputs, he turned the pickups down on one of the necks all the way down, That the one he was going to be playing on. And then the one that he wasn't going to be playing on, he turned the pickups up all the way up on it. And so when he's playing, the sound that you're hearing is actually the sounds of the strings resonating through the body of the guitar, and that's how it gets that bell-like sound. Mm. I mean, mm. you know, in in... And one of the other songs he has a backwards he has a backwards track solo on it. I mean, so he was really experimental and I think a lot of it was a a, a collaboration of him and Eddie. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if all these were his ideas. I don't want to give just one or the other all the credit, because I think it was a real collaboration between the two. Um but eight panelists uh picked this as their favorite. Dylan Tucker, John B. Good, George Doley, Justin Churchy, Joe Neal, Michael Smith Tom S., and uh, I'm probably one of the factors that pushed this down because even though I think this is an amazing song, it, it, it's an instrumental. And an inch, I'm not a guitarist, so instrumentals have a tendency to um, fall a little flat for me. Uh, is I'm glad it's the last song on the album because I don't have to skip it. I can actually, there's many times when I listen to this, <laughs> it, it would get a little bit into it, and then I'd go back to track one. I would, I would re, I'd rebound back to track one and listen to the album again. I don't usually make it all the way through Fraction Mirror, but I, but I still respect it for the thousands and hundreds of thousands of guitarists that it probably influenced. Uh-huh. Um, so I do respect it, but it's just not a personal favorite for me. What about you, Rick? I mean, what about you, Ed?
1: Well, I love Fraction Mirror. I think it's, it's something that shows ace's talents his true talents as you know composer and writer and no no eddie kramer was probably pushing on him but it to create that and help produce it but man oh man that's it's it's awesome it's such a great great tune and i think that too like you know when i saw ace play in at the new jersey expo and I knew that they were going to do the full album. I was so excited to hear what they're, how they were going to pull that off. They did it with all electric guitars, the Ace Freely Band, with Jeremy Asbrock, Ryan, Spencer Cook, and uh, Phil Schaus. You know, fantastic. It, it was amazing. It, it like really put you back in their seat. They all sat down on the stage, and they, they played it, the whole album through its entirety. They, they nailed it. I mean, they're such talented guys to begin with, but you know, I personally after I saw that, I was like wouldn't it be great if Ace actually went out and just went out like on a couple gigs and just did guitar playing, you know played mm-hmm. some of his shows you know, just a very relaxed setting you know, I would just love to do, hear that. Just have him, you know, really you know, go deep within his guitar and, you know Play his, you know, whatever songs he wanted to, but play something like that, and just continue like maybe like a, you know, a show like that. I would love to see it. I would die to see something like that. So I'm a, I, I'm really surprised that you know people really don't like that because, again, like I said, he you know shows off his true talents as you know a guitar player there, and you know as a fan of you know lead guitars, that I would love to. Have to see him do more of that. God, it, it's fantastic, and that's—I mean—it has to be popular because look at all the other albums that he puts out after that. Because he did Fractured Mirror two and three, you know, like it, 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 you know, there's something to it. So uh, it it resonates with him too, as you know, composer. So I can't say more about you know how how much I like it. I really do. Mm-hmm. I
2: um I agreed with the panel. I ranked it at eight and that was just because like the frame of mind I was in making my list. And that's what, that's what's awesome about this panel is now hearing your guys' stories. I would probably rank it higher, but I put it at eight only because this isn't like a song. I get in my car and think I'm going to drive down the highway. I'm going to jam out an ace song. This wouldn't be a choice of mine. It would be another track from the record, Hmm. but I do agree with you all that it is a masterpiece it is a constructed piece of art and it's beautiful um from a guitarist mind as a teenager i probably wanted more of like a you know like a battle axe type guitar solo or an eruption but it is a beautiful piece of art and it's a great closing piece to this record kind of like Gene doing when you wish upon a star. Exactly. This is a this is a nice soft soft is a bad word, but this is a nice beautiful way to end a solo album. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I want to go ahead. I meant to say this earlier, but I don't dislike any song on this album. This is mm-hmm. a very this was a very picking some of these songs is like trying to pick which one of your kids is your favorite or you know, it it's it was very difficult for me. And I'd say, in, once we get inside the top six, that all the sixes are, from six up, it could be one, two, or three for me.
2: Totally uh, agree.
0: Uh, and I don't I don't dislike any song on this album. Like I said, and I think the only reason why I do skip it, uh, what Rick kind of said, is a lot of times I'm listening to music in my car. And so when I'm driving down the road, especially listening to Ace's album, I get into this, and then I just want to go back to something that's a little more upbeat, but... I do totally respect it, and I see where you're coming from, Ed, with the uh, mm-hmm. with with this album, uh, with this song. I definitely see where you're coming from, and I I'm grateful for it because it influenced a lot of people who went on to be guitarists, like some other songs on this album did as well, and this album as a whole as well. So, um, but yeah, it's it's kind of sad to see. It actually shocked me to see, because uh, uh, you'll see whenever I we, whenever we're doing our predictions. You'll see that I predicted this to be up a whole lot higher. Uh, so, um, but that's just where people picked it. Yeah. Um, so, number that brings us to number seven. And, um, so Ed, what did you think the panel was going to choose for number seven?
1: I was predicting wiped out. Okay. Yeah, I and, just, it to me, it's just, you know, it, it's. It's not one of my favorites, and it's not really something that I'm like. God, I can't wait to hear "Wiped Out." You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I it just never it it never really hit me. Right. You know, as a, one of the hits of off of that album.
2: I also predicted the panel would choose "Wiped Out" at number seven. <laughs> Great okay. minds think alike. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and i and I predicted they were going to do i'm in need of love at seven, which they've already did they've already did at nine so i I thought that I'm in need of love was gonna be kind of low um what they actually picked at number seven at two hundred and eighty six points is wiped out
1: whoa, so two
0: hundred and eighty six points wiped out. Uh, this is basically Ace, Anton, and Will Lee, and Anton has a writing credit on this. I'd like to know, anytime I see a writing credit, like a co-writing credit, I'm always curious about who wrote what. Uh, somebody mentioned the other day when I did my Mr. Speed demo, and it was a collaboration between Paul Stanley and Sean Delaney. They said I'd be interested to know what Sean actually contributed to that. And coming, mm-hmm. And I commented, I'd like to know too, coming from somebody who's wrote songs with people, when I listen to one of my songs that I've co-wrote, I I know if I came up with the 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 idea for a bridge, or if I actually wrote a line or wrote a verse, I can go through that song as I'm listening to it and go, I I I wrote that. That was my idea. This was my idea. You know, I can pick that out. So it's whenever I see co-writers, I'm co-writing credits. I'm always curious about who did what. Uh, but Ace didn't have many co-writers on this. It was basically, I think Anton was a co-writer on one and Jeanette was a co-writer. His wife was a co-writer on the other. Um, but only three, three panelists picked this as their favorite. Uh, Rocker L, 0270, Superkiss 1200, and Sublime, 130. Wiped Out for me comes in as my seventh favorite. It comes in near the bottom. And I liked this song more as I was a kid because of the beginning. The drum I love the drums on this album. Anton Figg is a beast. Uh, mm-hmm. it was a very good idea for Ace to have one drummer on his album, whereas Paul and and Gene and Peter had different drummers on their albums. Uh and I think Paul Paul should have had Carmine Apicy on all of his songs. It would have been I think it would have been mm-hmm. a more but it might not fit some of the things he was trying to do. I don't know, but it definitely fit You know, uh, Take Me Away together as one. It fit that perfectly. But I liked Ace's All idea right. of sticking with one centralized drummer because I think it helped make his sound more cohesive and more unified. And he didn't need Anton Figg to drum on Fractured Mirror. It's very simple drumming. And I think he wanted it that way because Fractured Mirror was meant to be a a guitar highlight, not a drum highlight. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but this is my seventh favorite song. It's fell down over the years for me as I've gotten older, but I used to love it as a kid for the drums. Uh, but, you know, it's it fell down for me. So what about you, Ed? Where does this song fall for you, Wiped Out?
1: Uh, I, I think just lyrically, that's where it falls really short. It just seems like, you know not much thought went into the lyrics and it's you know what i mean it's just very like very elementary and you know it's repetitive and it doesn't really i'm not like blown away by it i mean it's fine but again it's it's nothing that is something that i have to go out of it and you know the kiss catalog to be like oh my god i have to hear that song or i wish he played it on this tour or something you know so where'd you pick it for you for my not a pick, was number seven.
0: Seven, okay, okay. Yeah. What about you, Rick?
2: I picked it at number nine, and uh, I agree with Ed. The lyrics are are fun, but it, it's a good, good glimpse into Ace's comical side, I guess, mm-hmm. lyrical-wise. Um, I do love the fact that this is referenced in Tom Snyder. When they talk about recording his laugh, Gene says, I think you did it on your solo album. And I assume they're talking about this song,
0: the very right. beginning. The, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. And so I always like that. But yeah, I agree with Ed. It's not a, oh, I have to hear wiped out today. Yeah, so but I think they. I, rate, I, I put it at number nine.
0: I think they sped it up too to give it that wiped
2: out. <laughs>
0: you know, I think they sped it up. Um, one of my favorite parts to the, about this song to this day when I I listen to this song all the way through, and one of my favorite parts of this song that has kept it. Yes, to me is the the riff that he changes into to do the chorus. That mm-hmm. that is so metal. I mean, that is a metal riff stuck in yeah. the middle of a of a kind of funsy upbeat song. It slows down the tempo to that halftime, and then mm-hmm. it's just that. That's just awesome. I love that riff. All right. <clears throat> So, brings us to number six. Ed, what do you think the panel is going to predict for number six? What do you predict the panel is going to choose for number six?
2: I will predict ozone as number six.
0: Okay. Rick?
2: I will predict speeding back to my baby. Okay. Mm.
0: And I predicted ozone for number six as well, that the panel was going to pick ozone for number six and what the panel actually picked we're jumping into the 300s now at 321 points what the panel actually chose for number six is New York Groove mm. uh, this is basically Ace Fraley, Anton Figg, and background singers Daniel, David Lastly and Susan Collins so Five, five panelists, Jay Lee, Greek Freak, Jerry, Jeremy Kimona, Rick R., uh, and uh, one other person uh, picked this as uh, their favorite. Uh, and so me, uh, New York Groove is my eighth favorite. And um, although I put it below Wiped Out, New York Groove is a song that um, if I was to redo this list today, once you get below six for me, uh, that it could easily change those uh, six, seven, and eight. They could change around a little bit. Uh, and some days I listen to this and I'm driving down the driving down the road going. Dun, 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 and some days I'm listening to it and I'm just like, mm. you know. But I, I remember being a kid, not really being much of a fan of this song. It seemed like it was meant to be a radio hit. Like it was meant to be a hit, and it was a hit, and it's not even got a solo in it. The drums aren't. The drums are basically nothing. It's just, you know, it's just kind of boring for a drummer. And I was a drummer. You know, I'm, I am a drummer, so uh, I don't know. But it 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 falls way flat for me. It falls all the way down to number eight. So, Ed, where do you pick this, and why?
1: Actually, I actually have uh New York Groove at number 4. I, you know, I just remember it, you know, as a kid and knowing the album and everything and you didn't hear much airplay of Kiss, at, you know, and at that time and then all of a sudden Ace created this and it became a hit and you'd hear it on the radio. I'm like, hey, that's my band, you know, so that's why I liked and I still like it to the day, you know, and I know it's probably overplayed. And, you know, I I wouldn't care if I heard Ace play it ever again, but I just loved that the fact in my mind when I was a kid, how popular it was. And like I said, it was nice to have that feeling of like I'm a Kiss fan and that's my band on the radio. And that's why I picked it at number four.
2: I picked this as number one for me. I know it's a cover song. I know it's overplayed, but you cannot deny the fun of this song, that those, those pounding drums this is the song you use to introduce someone who doesn't know the band to the band. The lady that work the lady at work who's never heard of "Kiss," you play them this song, and, and they'll like it everyone likes this song my wife likes this song and she hates kiss like she thinks <laughs> she thinks kiss is just like a joke but i the man this song just has a magnetic fun to it that you just can't deny and so i had to put it at number one i know i knew the panel was not going to choose this as number one but in my heart my my fun boy attitude i had to choose New York group was number one. Cool.
0: Awesome. Uh, yeah, my son, my son, uh, whenever we reviewed Ace's album, he said what this song, he said that this song, kind of what they, what it did do is it encapsulated the feeling of New York City. He said the, the the clumping drums, he said it almost sounded like when you think of New York, you think of the crowds, you think of the big people, you think of the big buildings and the crowds, the crowded sidewalks, and he said that it almost sounded like marching and the people marching. And just the sound of it, uh, he just really, it made him kind of think of New York. And uh, I remember I put this, shared this on my social media on Twitter, but I remember being a kid and just thinking the line where he says, here I am in the, in the city with a fistful of dollars. And me and my friend at the time used to think he had a fistful of dollars because he was going to go to the Topless bar. Because what do you have a fistful of dollars for? You know, so it's just
1: your mind is right in the gutter.
0: It was at at eight at eight or nine years old, it was already in the gutter. So we even to this day, you know, we'll see each other and we'll go with a fistful of dollars. (laughs) So so yeah, it's funny.
1: Make Make it rain, Ace really make it rain. Make it rain, make it
0: rain, fistful of dollars. All right. So that brings us up to number five. And number five, man, this is five and up it gets really difficult to predict um for me it did and it got even more difficult to pick what i what i wanted to be um my five and up so um ed what did you what do you predict that the panel will choose for number five
1: i picked at number five I picked fractured mirror I, I thought the panel would pick that
2: at number five okay I was cheating off Ed and also said the panel would choose Fractured Mirror. Okay.
0: Um, I actually thought that the panel at number five, I predicted that they were going to choose Speeding Back to My Baby at number five, uh, because it's, it's a, it's a good song, but I didn't know exactly how it was going to fall in with the popularity of the panel. So I was kind of grasping at straws still at this point, kind of grasping at straws. Um, what the panel actually chose for number five at 335 points, they chose what's on your mind for uh, number five. Mm. And this, once again, is the, basically the same people that played on New York Groove. It's Ace, Anton, and David Lassley and Susan Collins singing. Two panelists, for it to be at number five, though, only two panelists picked it as their favorite, 3SV1333 and Scotty Skye. So, But it got a lot of support, you know, got a lot of nines and sevens from, from the other panelists. Uh, What's On Your Mind is actually, it's my sixth favorite. But it, tomorrow it could be my third favorite. It could be my, it, it's always going to stay in the top six. Uh, I really like What's On Your Mind. I just love that, that, that opening riff, that da-na, da da And then he brings in the acoustic. Where he overlays the dun, 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 rolls that in over it, Uh I think it's just a really good. I think the solo's good where he changes to that. Dun, 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 what's on your mind? And he goes into the into the solo, and I mm. love that little vocal things he does. Where just before the solo, he goes tell me. He kind of adds a little sass, and on the word tell, you can hear it if you listen for it. Uh so, I mean, that's something that we didn't hear Ace do in any song before. So, mm-hmm. I just thought it was really cool. So, uh, What's On Your Mind comes in as my sixth favorite. So, what about you, Ed?
1: I actually have What's On Your Mind at number eight. Uh, not not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I It seems, you know, some again, it's like some of the lyrics just seem trite mm-hmm. to me. And the tell me thing is sort of like... Sort of did the opposite for me, sort of put me off with it. But, uh, I all in all, I don't hate the song, but again, it's just it's at the bottom of my list for, uh, you know, out of the ranking that I put together.
2: Okay. I ranked, uh, What's on Your Mind at number four. Um, as a teenager, I loved this song and I would put it on repeat and just listen to it over and over again. And I think a lot of it has to do with like you said the acoustic guitars and he does that like descending kind of coming home type mm-hmm. lick in it mm-hmm. and i always loved that and it was just one of my favorite i i have a memory of being 17 and just having this song on repeat in my room so mm. to me it, it, i think that pushes it up i it, it just has a lot, i have a lot of good memories to this song
0: okay so that brings us up to number four. So, Ed, what do you think that the panel is going to, what do you predict the panel is going to choose for number four?
1: I was, I was predicting speeding back to my, to my baby. So, I'm obviously wrong there. So, all
0: right. So, um, what do you think, Rick?
2: I predicted the panel would choose I'm in need of love.
0: Okay. For number four. All right. Yeah, so you, kind of like me, thought it was going to be higher. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. Number four, what the panel actually chose with 370 points, at number four, they chose Ozone. So, Ozone is three people. Uh, it is uh, Ace, Anton, and Willie. Willie's on base. And... Uh, so, I tell you, man, um, this song is just amazing. Uh, this song comes in for me. Uh, it's my favorite song on the whole oh. album. Uh, I love Ozone. And the scales he runs in the triplets uh, is pretty cool. That that, that that he does, that's cool. It's simple. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I just love ozone. Just the, a lot of people, they, I thought a lot of people weren't going to like this song. That's why I put it down at as low as I did. I predicted it as low as I did. Uh, but just the stuff that he does, like the off time at the very beginning, that dun 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 that he does, and 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 Anton's doing where he's hitting the snare two times, and then he hits the tom two times, and they. They're reversing back and forth and you listen to it, it's kind of like really messing with your head as far as what the hell's going on here time-wise. Uh but that just that if I knew how to play guitar, I would learn how to play that 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 riff because that is just amazing to me. So bluesy, so ace. This song and another song that we have yet to get to it encapsulates it encapsulate ace at his core during this time and ozone to me is one of those songs and four other panelists picked this as their favorite along with me they joined me speaking this is their favorite guitar man jay reiner lee gerstman uh what three panelists because i was
1: the fourth uh
0: so this is my favorite song so what do you think about ozone uh ed and what did you pick
1: it as i picked it at number five and it absolutely is one of my favorites i mean if i was to say like what songs would i go to if i was just gonna pick one song you know this and probably your pick for the other song that you're mentioning um are the two songs that i would definitely be like i'll pop that in and completely enjoy it just as much as i enjoyed it the first time but yeah it's, it, it was on the heavy rotation back in the day, too, it was just listening to it over and over again because it is quintessential Ace and the guitar, and it, it's a masterpiece. Absolutely, I love it. I love that song.
2: I ranked Ozone at number two, and much like both of you guys, I, this, is, this song is so Ace. Um, Ace has a look to his face on the Dynasty poster, where he kind of has like a, a, like a sneer to his face, and it's like a very rock star look. This song is that look in music. This song has rock star swagger like no other. Like, Paul and Gene are cool, but Ace is special, and it's this song that proves that. There will never be another Ace. There will only be one Ace, and this song proves that perfectly.
0: I just love how this is kind of like Ace's coming out song. It's like his confessional, like a lot of the songs on here are. And mm. the opening line to this song, I'm the kind of guy who likes getting high. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it, whenever I hear that, I was just like, when, when I was nine, I didn't know what getting high was. I, I was still oblivious to all that. Uh, but I just... That right there is just like okay, I'm accepting who I am if nobody else does, and I'm gonna write a song about you know actually a couple songs on this album about what I am about and uh, ozone man like I said this is my jam on this album I love it I love mm-hmm. it love it uh, so number three man the top three getting tight up in here on in the top three actually the top three there's actually a little bit of separation between them uh even though they kind of blow the other songs away the panelists really started getting top heavy on these top three songs so what do you think the panel's going to choose for what did you think the panel was going to choose for number three
2: ed
1: i thought the panel would pick rip it out okay that's number three
2: i predicted the panel would choose snow blind Number three.
0: Okay. Um, I predicted that they were going to choose Fractured Mirror for number three because I thought that there was going to be enough guitarist or enough people that was influenced by the album in that way to push it toward more towards the top. Um, with four busting into the four hundreds with four hundred and twenty six points, the panel chose at number three, speeding back to my baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is all Ace and Anton and uh on the on the uh instruments and David Lasley and Susan Collins backing vocals. Uh five people, uh five panelists, Travis Mulgard, Trevor Bullock, Bill Sharp, Paul Teplius, and AJ Zetro, nineteen seventy five, picked this as their first favorite, as their favorite song. Speeding back to my baby is my fifth favorite. Uh i love i love the this is one that's got the back backwards solo on it i love the way it starts off it just comes in and just hits you in the face it's like i mean it's just awesome i love the 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 this is a good driving song too of course if he says speeding it's got the the actual car in it the song that they rented a car and recorded driving the car around. I can't remember which particular one it was. I think I mentioned it in my review video. But this has that riff to it where you're just dunka 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 you know, doing ninety five miles an hour. Uh but and and it has background singers in it and even has the female background singer in it. If just because of that especially when she comes in really strong towards the end this is the one that has that most 70s sound to me that Paul's and Jeans and Peter's albums are steeped in, 70s mm-hmm. sounding. But this is the one where I really feel like, oh, this is a 70s song, is that. And it's. I think it's just because of the way he incorporates that female vocalist. She's very predominant in this song. And uh, I remember this is the one that his wife co-wrote with him, how much to an extent or whatever, I don't know. But I remember being a kid thinking, you know, you didn't really read liner notes too closely, but I remember thinking since his album was on, since his wife was on this song, maybe that's his, i always envisioned Jeanette singing the background vocals. It's just weird, weird things that a nine-year-old thinks. Uh, but speaking back to my babies, Five For Me, uh, I, think, I think it's a good song. I love the drums, that little break. And then, and then uh, the little break between the chorus and the second verse, where Anton gets to do the the little triplets on the the, the uh, toms and the bass drum, I, it's great. This is this album is a drummer's clinic in how to play drums for a rock album. Uh, how to how to stand out when you need to stand out, and how to sit back and hold down the bottom end with the bass player when you when you need to do that. So yeah, I love it. So, what do you guys, where'd you pick uh, Speed Back to My Baby Ed?
1: I had Speed Back to My Baby at number nine, but it was like my least favorite. Okay. Because it just, to me, it doesn't sound like rocking. And it's like, Speed Back to My, I don't mean maybe. You know, it's like, (laughs) you know, it's like, you know, a Vegas show. And I don't mean maybe. (laughs) Right.
0: High kicks, (laughs) high kicks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just never thought, you know, like, oh, my God. And you know like, what I
0: see? I see that now that you mention it. I really yeah, do.
1: Like, I'm a hard rock and metal guy, and he got the background singer. I, I, I don't know. It just didn't, you know, to me, it didn't fit in with the album, and I'm really shocked that it came in at number three. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely on the, the, the low end of what I wanted to hear off of, you know, a hard rock album, you know, it's. It's again, it's the lyrics are to me that that kills me and the backup vocals. And I mean, I can appreciate the instruments and stuff and the riffs in it and stuff like that. But again, it's no, it's down on the list.
2: Okay. As a uh, guitarist back then, I chose this at number five. This is a perfect example of Ace solo all throughout the song. And Ace writes those solos that you can sing to. And it's evident in this song and Brant, you're not alone because when I was 17, I also thought that was Jeanette Freely <laughs> singing in the background. So mm-hmm. that I'm with you on that one.
0: Yeah. I, and I loved that. I loved that Uh, 80, uh, that, uh, Eddie had him do a backwards solo. If you listen, the whole solo is not backwards. A lot of people think that it's the whole backwards solo. It's not all of it. It's to about halfway through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, it's got backwards backwards tracking in it, which is really cool. And I've always thought of there's a couple things like I've always wanted to do. Like I have audio software where I can speed things up and slow things down and reverse them and keep their pitch. So I've always wanted to speed up Jean's Jean's uh, maniacal laughter, demonic laughter at the beginning, and see what that sounds like uh, before it was slowed down. Or Ace's laugh at the beginning, of wiped out before it was slowed down. And take this part of this solo that's been reversed, and put it to what it actually really was, and how it really sounds. And I may do that one day and make a video showing the results. So who knows?
2: Get, get do to realize? it. You're yeah. gonna you're gonna bring us all to the power of Satan doing the Gene <laughs> intro. I'm gonna speed it up. And gonna, it's, gonna and it's gonna be like some, sell all your, your children to Satan. <laughs> you're gonna unleash some demonic. Powers. We're all going to hear it. Yeah, I totally want to hear it too. You have to do that. That'd be awesome.
0: All right. So, up to number two. So, once we say what number two is, you know what number one is if you've been playing along at home. So, we're up to number two. So, uh, Ed, what did you predict the panel was going to choose for number two?
1: I predicted Rip It Out as number two.
0: Okay.
2: I predicted Ozone at number two.
0: Okay. I predicted New York Groove at number two, just because it was the hit, and I thought everybody liked New York Groove a lot more than I did. So I predicted New York Groove at number two. Um, At 464 points, at number two, the panel chose Snowblind. And uh, Snowblind, two guys, man, Ace and Anton, two guys on this song. And this is another one of those double time solos where he speeds up and uh, along with this solo and the one from I'm in Need of Love, these are my two favorite solos on the album. Uh, the one on snowblind maybe or the one on ozone maybe a little more uh, but this is one this is another one of those songs along with ozone that I think encapsulates Ace. Snowblind is one of those songs because. Even though he created a, a wonderful masterpiece and very creative album of an album, he was really heavily into alcohol abuse and some other abuse during this time. So it's amazing he made the album that he did and was able to be focused enough to do it. But this is my second favorite song on the album. along Ozone, and if I could make one favorite, it would be Ozone and Snowblind. They're hands down my two favorite songs on this album. Seven other panelists uh, like this, seven panelists like this song is their favorite song. That's Bree Life Eternal, Jack Skellington, That Toy Bonnie Guy, John Howard, Brady McCatherine, Perpetual Art, and Nina Kay. So, Ed, where does this song come in for you?
1: It comes in at number two for me also. It's uh, one of those songs that just, when he created it, it, it has such an atmospheric like feel to it like you almost feel like you're drunk or you're you know in in outer space you know that whole feeling it it, it captures that that feeling throughout the song and I you know it's one of those ones that like I listen to it over and over mm-hmm. and over again it's like it, it is up in there in my my top and if I go to that album I'm listening to that right away. It, it's fantastic. It's a good great song.
2: I ranked uh Snowblind at number three. Um I agree with you guys though. Ozone and Snowblind are both very, very close to number one songs for me. And uh, just by ranking I had to choose it at three. And this has the perfect ending with the uh the ace repeated over and over and over again. How can you not love that? So yeah. Just a great song.
0: Yeah, and the way it just kind of slows down to, you know, nothing. And I love that these two songs, I love that Snowblind and Ozone follow each other on the album. That is just so great. Because, mm-hmm. you know, whenever it's that... Nah, dar, and then that... Bags, bagels, 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 I just... That's the, like... The first part of this album is like some of my favorite part, my favorite part on any Kiss album first part of this album is just maze balls, man. Um, <laughs> so, so that leaves us to number one, of course, Power Deduction. You already know what number one is, but we're going to do our predictions, and then we'll announce the points and who num what number one actually ended up being. So, uh, what did you predict the panel was going to choose at number one, Ed?
1: I thought they were going to pick um, New York Groove because it's. You know the most popular song that came off of that album, but obviously I am wrong.
2: <laughs> I predicted the panel would choose "Rip It Out." Mm-hmm.
0: I predicted the panel would choose "Rip It Out" because mm-hmm. I I knew it was going to be a toss-up between "Rip It Out" or "New York Groove," and that's why I had them at one and two uh, uh, predicted. And I predicted "Fractured Mirror" was going to be right up there with it, uh, but yeah, I predicted. That the number one panel, one the number one song by the panel is going to be "Rip It Out," and uh, me and Rick are correct, and it was amazingly, astoundingly the number one song. Uh, here's the comparison: "Snowblind" at number two had 464 points. "Rip It Out" at number one had 579 points. It it blew it mm. out by over 110 points. This is once again. This is a uh, Ace and Anton. And Larry Kelly provided some background vocals. Uh, again, this is for two, the most part two guys. And uh, it's songs like this and Fractured Mirror that made many guitarists. This album entire in its entirety, but also songs like Rip It Out and Fractured Mirror, inspired a legion of guitarists that would, would come. You hear a lot of guitarists that was old enough to be influenced by this album You hear them cite Ace freely. Dimebag Daryl is one big one that comes to mind. Had an Ace tattoo on his arm. Huge Ace fan. Uh, So this album inspired many guitarists, and Ace himself inspired many guitarists. It also inspired a lot of panelists. It inspired 39 of them. (laughs) 39 out of 74. Uh, So let's read them. Scott Trussell, Matt Yuchi, Tony P1, Gregory Pegg, Kiss Posters, Tony Rod, Dave Cranston, Eric Mosiu, uh, Darren Hollywell, Andy, Words Drago, Sully, Richie Rich, Tom Dust, Kimchi Chris, Jen Shimozu, Michael Motleyboy77, Aladio, Emily Graziano, Kiss Hard Rock Metalhead, Les Wadley, Chad Casey, Michael D, Steve Rivas, Jay Reed, John O, Aiden Pro Dalton, Joe Pegg, Mark Stewart, Dark Light, Keith Nito, Brian Stacey, Penn's Fan 77, Indy colt 777, John 666 Steel, Orville Dunworth, Paul Bertolino, and Kiss Crazy 80, and two gay dads uh, picked Rip It Out as their favorite song. For me, Rip It Out uh, is my fourth favorite, um, but it just could as well be uh, the only reason why it, it w- fell as my fourth favorite. I have much love and much respect for it. I think it's a perfect song and as a drummer, it is hands down the best drumming song on the album. The so, the little solo that Anton Fig gets during the break before the solo is amazing. I learned how to play it when I was a kid. I've known how to play it for many years now. It's one of my favorite things to play on the drum. It's almost I compare it to the drum solo in Tom Sawyer towards the end. Uh it's 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 amazing. Uh but um Hold on a second. We lost. I lost your video, Rick. I'm going to wait for you to come back. Did I lose you entirely, or are you just video gone? No, I'm here. Okay. It just dropped. Okay, there you are. Uh, so this song, to me, is just amazing, but uh, I've already got Ozone at number one, Snowblind at number two, and I'm in Need of Love at number three, so it had to go to number four, but it's technically my number two because those first three songs i basically love them as a number one so mm-hmm. rip it out's technically my number two um but i'm not allowed to do that i had to give them numerical values so that's where it falls for me what about rip it out for you and where does it fall for you
1: i had a number three mm-hmm. um it's just lyrically it hits the note it's a great song it's it's solid from beginning to end you know, it's like I said, the drum solo too, at the, you know, towards the end there. It's fantastic. It, it's very, just very upbeat, very charged, very ace. You know, it's a great rock and roll tune. It, hands down, it's great. Mm-hmm.
2: I chose Rip It Out at number six. Um, and again, not discrediting the song. It's a classic song. When I was 17, I mean, this is the song you want to learn on guitar. And I was always more of a Rocket Ride boy, though. So I think Rip It Out, if I had to choose between Rip It Out and Rocket Ride, I would choose Rocket Ride. But like you said, the drums are amazing. And playing with my friend Danny back then in a band, I remember watching him play the drum parts to this song, and they're almost jazz-like in a way, with technique and all that. And yeah, just a, just a great song. You, yeah. you can't deny... How good this song is yeah
0: a lot of triplets in that uh drum solo mm-hmm. that a lot, lot of triplets um and it's funny that you've made com- mention of that i actually have it in my notes this song is the perfect song to have as an opening song you you your song you only get one chance to make a first impression and a lot of times your opening song sets the tone for your album and so ace i think purposely Wrote Rip It Out. Rip It Out is very much a a rocket ride. It is very much even though it's faster tempo, it's a shock me. He comes mm. in really strong. Now I know! You know, he comes in with that real strong high upper register uh, lyric for Ace the same way he does on Rocket Ride the same way he does on shock me If you listen to the way he sings at the beginning when he first starts singing in shock me and the way he does in Rocket Ride, Mm -hmm. Rip It Out, of all the songs on this album, fits that formula to a T. So it's like when people listened to it, it was like, oh, yeah, this is a spaceman. This is a spaceman. And then, from then on, once he set that precedence, then he could start experimenting with Snowblind, Speeding Back to My Baby, Ozone, Fractured Mirror, What's on Your Mind. He could start throwing in these little bit of different... A little bit, little, little bit of different flavors to what he was going to do. You know, It wasn't all going to be chocolate or all be vanilla. And I really liked that Ace did that. He could have wrote 10 Shock Me's or he could have wrote 10 Rocket Rides or 10 Rip It Outs, but he chose not mm-hmm. to. And I'm really glad mm-hmm. that he did that and he wrote songs like Ozone and even, even to some point Wiped Out. Because Wiped Out mm-hmm. is like it's the, pre, it's the precursor to Torpedo Girl, if you think about it. Or yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's it's the precursor to some Ace songs that may follow that have questionable lyrics that are kind of funny and kind of jokey type songs. Uh, but you know it's it's almost like he was laying the groundwork here for what he was going to do from then on. And he had a lot more tracks. He had what four tracks on? He had three tracks on Dynasty, four tracks on Unmasked. I mean he he became a juggernaut to be. To be reckoned with in Kiss mm-hmm. because of his performances on this album, and and you know, I, I, I just know. wish
2: I, I. And speaking of that, I so wished that would have continued. Mm-hmm. Like, even if the elder, yeah, you know, I mean, I just it would have been amazing to see had his contribution continued on.
1: Right. How, yeah.
2: how it would have been.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. I like to see what kiss we would have had had Ace not left Kiss.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I always I always disprove every time I get the opportunity to, if I'm talking to somebody either in person or on social media, I always remind them very quickly that Ace has never been fired from Kiss, that every single time he's left Kiss has been on his own accord. <laughs> mm-hmm. And even during this time when Ace was looking to leave Kiss to do a solo career because Paul and Gene were mm-hmm. so overbearing, and even with his alcohol problems that they like rubbing – his face in now, um they, they were still begging him to stay. Where Peter was actually fired because of, you know, and told don't come back, you know, because of some things that he had done on the dynasty tour and just because of some of his uh his sabotaging that Paul said was the last straw, a sabotaging a show. Um Peter was fired. Ace was never fired. Ace always quit. He left the band on his own accord and i always think riff rick, rick we always think about those what ifs uh what if ace would have not left kiss if he would have stuck with it and mm-hmm. and stayed a force a creative force that he had been uh it's interesting to think about what the band would be like right now
2: on that point imagine how amazing ace songs would have been on creatures just anything yeah. i mean he mm-hmm. would have he would have done been kind of diving into the 80s metal sound and ah oh, man i just i smile when i think of oh what if on that mm-hmm.
0: me too me too all right so that's all we've got for the panel guys by the time you see this dynasty will be up and remember the dynasty voting begins on monday when you see this video uh what well, begins on monday i don't know when you're watching this video But, and it ends on Friday at midnight, so let's get, you got five days. Let's get those votes in on five days. I know a lot of people are looking forward to Dynasty. Dynasty is an entry level for a lot of fans that came a little later. I remember Dynasty is the first album that I bought with my own money. And so I'm really looking forward to Dynasty as well. I've had some members of the panel actually already PMing me their, their list for Dynasty. They've already got them and they're already sending to sending them to me in private messages so uh, and I've already've I will count those votes as well um, but yeah so be sure to uh be sure to get in on dynasty and get in on the panel for that so that's all I've got uh add you got anything you want to add man
1: well just thank you so much guys for having me on it was a pleasure and uh anybody all the fans that are listening out there uh, Sign up for that VIP package. I'll announce the winner on February tenth, and good luck to everybody. And I hope to uh, continue on with you know my passion, which is the, you know building this brand. And there's a lot of new things coming out. So sign up for our newsletter and watch us on social media. And uh, there's a lot of things coming up. So stay tuned.
0: Yes, and put that website out there again for me.
1: It's www click t shop it's spelled with a k so it's k-l-i-c-k-t-e-e-s-h-o-p shop.com and uh thanks again guys i appreciate it
0: i'll put a i'll put a card uh that kind if i can put a card to that website i don't know if i can youtube's weird about letting us link outside but that link is mm-hmm. definitely down in the description guys go check out ed's uh channel uh go check out ed's website and get entered in that contest and buy his stuff. Man, this is awesome. This is uh, this this shirt, I've had this and it's been washed several times already. And look at that. Look how well it holds up. Rick, you've got on mm-hmm. one as well. Represent yep. that. Show that what you've got. I love I love what yeah, you've got. I the Phantoms.
2: Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah, that was my introduction to Click I, I will <laughs> never forget seeing that shirt, seeing this Phantom design and thinking holy crap it's like somebody (laughs) is making shirts for us like exactly that's what i want to thank both you guys for Brant, thank you for doing this panel and ed thank you so much for making shirts for kiss fans we have waited our entire lives for these
0: yes you close
2: you close the kiss army well, it's go. it's from a fan
1: to the fans. I, that's ah. what I wanted to do. So I appreciate, you know, everybody out there, all my customers and people that are fans of it. So thank you, guys. It's it's great to see all my stuff out there. It's actually, you know, I'm amazed every time I see somebody sending a photo of themselves or I see a shirt out there at a Kiss concert. It's great. It's awesome. It really is. It really is. It's a thrill.
0: I need to get me some click beanies. I'm actually working on adding... Yeah. I'm actually working on adding the beanie as my look. Uh, I've got somebody that's working on doing an emoji for me. So yeah, so I'm definitely going to, have to get me some Click tee, uh represent with some Click tee beanies. I'm definitely going to be yeah, shopping so the website to, for that. Yeah, yes, I got
1: wake Wicked uh, Lester on.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's <laughs> awesome, man. And like I said, man, your your merchandise is for fans who get it. It's almost like mm-hmm. a. It's almost like a a hidden. A hidden, a secret handshake. You see somebody mm-hmm. with it on and you're like, yep, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> uh, And this, yep. this shirt brings back so many memories for me. I see this shirt and when I see it, just the way it's designed and everything, I think of Gene's boot on the cover of Destroyer. And yep, it just takes me, it, it yeah. just takes me back. And I've always loved Gene's boots. I've always, I thought the boots has always been an amazing, uh, staple of KISS an amazing visionary of it and part mm-hmm. of their as, as integral as their image to their to their makeup as the rest of their costumes but Gene hands down has this boot right here was was Gene that was the best boot uh, of all of them and I love yeah. it I love that boot mm-hmm. so cool. that's all we've got for today guys I'm Brant within my head channel I've had Ed from Click T Shop and my Rick alongside. We hope you enjoyed the video and we'll see you next time. Thanks for watching.